Las acciones dicen más que las palabras. Abre el Pro Access Tailgate disponible de la nueva Ford F-150. Sí, una puerta oscilatoria de fácil acceso para convertir su cama en tu nuevo taller. Conecta tus herramientas al Pro Power Onboard disponible. Ya sea que necesites soldar o cortar madera, con la F-150 puedes. Fuerza así de inteligente, solo puede ser F-150. Construida con orgullo Ford. Pro Access Tailgate disponible en la primavera de 2024. Bet your ash. That's Cornelius. I'm McGee. We're coming to you live. Well, it's not live. It's recorded live on yeah. the studio level. Capital Cigars, 919 East Colfax Ave, Denver, Colorado. And we always start in the same place. What are we smoking today, buddy? Well, this one you're gonna have to tell me. You went out. Oh. On, you went out on location oh. at uh, Mulberry. Yes, yeah. Mulberry Street Cigars. Cigars. It's in Little Italy in uh-huh. Manhattan, in New York, right yeah. in New York City. Mm-hmm. It is a, a legendary little cigar shop, and it's—I mean—it's tiny. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, like it's—it's it's maybe twice the size of your office here. Oh, wow. I mean, it's a tiny spot, oh, yeah. but they have—they um, roll their own cigars. Now they sell—they sell, they sell mm-hmm. some of the bigger brands and some, some really, really nice selection. Mm-hmm. Um, but they roll their own cigars in there, and I, I don't think they roll every day. They roll certain days of the week. When the weather's nice, they set up tables out on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. um, and they're they're smoking and rolling in there. They don't they can't smoke in the shop, so there's little mm-hmm. benches out on the sidewalk to smoke cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was there, I grabbed two of their Toro sized Maduros mm-hmm. because I know that you prefer the darker the darker leaf of the Maduro. And um, I wanted to smoke one of their cigars on the podcast with you. And, yeah. and I haven't even tried one yet. I have no idea if we're going to like this or not. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming we won't hate it, yeah. but we might. You know, never know. <laughs> but um, so we'll check in later okay. and talk about this cigar. But it's uh, it's Mulberry Street cigars, and it's a uh, it's a cool little shop. Yeah. It's a cool little shop. Well, it's um, starting out pretty good. I mean, it's, uh, it's yeah. got a good flavor to it. And yeah. Can I borrow your lighter? So, mine's out of uh, mine's out of juice. Mine's out of gas. There you go. Thank you, sir. Now you got the juice. Now I got the juice. You had the juice. Had the juice. Now you. One of these lighters will work. Let me back up so I don't hurt myself. There you go. It's more like a welder, you know. (laughs) He gets the job done, you know. So. And there we go. Big episode. Yes. I've been excited about doing this. Is it because it's post? Super Bowl? No, we'll talk about the Super Bowl okay. a little later. Right. We'll talk about the Super Bowl a little later. Mm-hmm. But the, the reason I'm, I'm kind of excited about doing this episode is because mm-hmm. the Oscars are this Sunday. That's right. yep. And I have a sister in the biz. Mm-hmm. So I figured we should check in with her and maybe get some guidance Absolutely. for gambling on the Oscars. That'll work. Because I like gambling on the Oscars. <laughs> and last year I, I had fun with it. The last couple mm-hmm. years I've had some fun with it. But... I I could be better at it. I could mm-hmm. win more money, right? Mm-hmm. And so if we get a little inside info. Right? Just to clarify, so your normal sports betting outfit provides Oscar betting. Yes. Now, that's really, really good that you brought this up. Okay. 
the Vegas sports books. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're allowed. I don't think Nevada allows them to take action on the Oscars. Okay. Okay. The the Nevada Gaming Commission expects them, and I might not be a hundred percent on all these, mm-hmm. this, but the Nevada Gaming Commission expects them to allow or, or allows them to mm-hmm. enable wagering on events where they're where it's settled on the field, so to speak. Gotcha. With the Oscars, there's voting behind closed doors. Right. And they right, feel there right, might right. be Oh, yeah. Possible occlusion uh, or whatever oh, yeah. word you want to use. Uh-huh. Now, New Jersey does allow Oscar gambling, I believe. I mm-hmm. believe. I believe Pennsylvania is uh, as part of their their new you know gambling mm-hmm. uh, sports gambling um, um, initiative, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. And the off the offshore books, they all will take action. Now, are these I mean, all generally with limits or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think most of the time, because of the potential of shadiness, yeah. they keep the limits down. You know, maybe the higher stakes ones are only going to ca- are going to cap it at like five hundred. They're mm-hmm. not going to let anybody put twenty thousand dollars on something that they exactly. might have information they don't have on. You know, right. the bookie doesn't have. Right, right. So that's actually that's a great point that I probably wouldn't have even thought to bring up. Yeah. Um, but we have a way to place action on it if right, we want, right, 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 and right, so right. let's let's you know. Let's mm-hmm. let's touch touch base with Maria and see what she can uh, help us do. You know, help us. How much money she can help us win? Let's All do right? it. All right. All right. Neil, this is my sister Maria. Maria, this is Neil. Hello, Maria. Hello. Hi. Why don't you tell them, tell them a little bit about yourself, and then that way the people that are listening hear also. Yeah, sure. So um, I am currently an indie film producer and actress. Um, I work pretty steadily in Los Angeles, California, where I live with my family. And uh, obviously, Greg is part of that family, but you know, we'd love to have him here. Um, I don't visit often enough. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, so I do indie films primarily between like the $1 million and $10 million range. Um, I've done some pretty cool films in the past and I've got three set to film this year along with two TV shows. Um, so on top of that, you know, I've got my acting stuff and, you know, the Oscars are actually pretty exciting. I mean, it's like the Olympics for us here in LA. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Actually, that's funny you said that because the Olympics are going to be in L.A. in a couple of years. I know. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah, so I have a question I've been wanting to ask you for a while. Do you get screeners? I do, yeah, because I'm a member of SAG-AFTRA. Okay. Um, I'm not a member of the PGA yet, um, but I think at some point this year I would like to join. Um, sorry if you can hear my son screaming in the background. Um, that's my dude. What's up, Declan? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, no, I, I, to answer that question, yes, I do get the screeners. Um, it's actually pretty exciting for us um, as Screen Actor Guild members. Um, it's like a little perk that we get every year. I'm kind of jealous. Like, I want to get screeners. So if you can find a role for me or if I can put together a little production crew and screw and, uh, and score one of your projects, <laughs> yeah. like, I, I, would, I would like to get in on this screener thing. Oh, I don't even – the money is probably great, but the, the screener <laughs> thing is really what I'm looking for. I like perks. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so this year I didn't see – nearly enough like most years i've seen almost all of the big movies that are in the conversations for ask oscars this year i had a bit of a chaotic year i I really only saw like joker and um 
and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and yeah. a couple, couple. I didn't get to see everything I wanted to see. So I'm really relying on you for my gambling knowledge. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you what what are you thinking? Is there when you looked at all the odds, was there anything that like caught your eye or anything like you like 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 really thought there was there was guaranteed wins anywhere or what's going on? So guaranteed, you know, there's nothing guaranteed in Hollywood. Um, that's for sure. So people I think sometimes like to just like throw in a wrench just to see what happens. Um, right. The Academy is very unpredictable, but I will say this year, the performances were so incredible that it's kind of hard to, um, I mean, I, I'd say it's pretty obvious, you know, who our winners are. <clears throat> I, I will say, I know that the odds are in favor of 1917, um, which, you know, I actually did not see, but I will say all the things I heard about it were legendary. Um yeah. Personally, for me, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was a, a fan favorite of, you know, and it's also a favorite of mine. But Parasite, um, I think, is probably going to take home quite a few awards just because it was so beautifully shot. And, you know, the acting was so incredible. Um, <clears throat> but with that said, I'd say for me, it's it's 50-50 on 1917 and Parasite. Um, just for based- Best Picture? Yeah, for Best Picture, yes. Yeah. So... 1917 is the favorite. It's a minus 275. That you got to bet 275 to win 100. With the parasite, which is is plus 300, so it's a bit of an underdog at three to one. We can get paid off if that if that pulls in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if that if that horse crosses the line first. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was. I mean, I I always like betting on long shots. It's not always the best bet, but you get the big payoff when you win. Totally. And I've always felt that Hollywood kind of likes movies about movies or movies about Hollywood, you know? Right. So I kind of, um, I'm kind of like, I kind of like looking when I look at the odds and I see once upon a time, in Hollywood is eight to one to win best picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're usually the favorite, you know, the favorite is the favorite for a reason, you know, and right. 1917 has been like people rave about it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like a lot of people that I've spoken to as well seem to think that 1917 will win. And just, you know, scrolling through Facebook and the other producers and directors and, you know, entertainment people I'm friends with, you know, have all raved about it. So it's not really my cup of tea. I probably should have seen it since it was nominated. But, um, you know, it's not really my kind of film. Right. But. Yeah. Before we move on from like the best picture conversation, just yeah. personally, like, how do you feel about the Irishman? You know, just being in a couple theaters a couple times, but really being more of a Netflix movie. Like, they just put it in a couple theaters just so that they could be considered. You know, I think that was a great idea. Just mm-hmm. given where we are as a society, and you know, really sitting down and binge watching. It's sad, but the the times have passed of people going out to the movies. I know that, for example, we we can't really go out to the movies because we have you know a year old, and you know getting right. out we have to like. I never, never stopped me, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I you take your kid? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, we we took her to like go see uh, what was it? Uh, Fro- Frozen. Yeah, the Frozen, and yeah. we were able to keep her occupied it long enough 
Lucky for you, this one won't sit still longer than about two seconds. So, I mean, he's already got his diaper off upstairs. Like, we're having a party. So, that's where we're at at this point. I love it. Did but you... I, the I, other movie I wanted to bring up, because it was super popular, was Joker. Like... Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if it's even being really being considered for best picture, but I, I mean, it was, you know, the, the shots were cool. Like it was a good looking movie. You know what I mean? It was, it was a stylish film and I enjoyed it. It's well, I'm not the best at, I'm, you know, it's not easy to keep my attention and it was able to. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you know, I think that it was beautifully acted. It was well directed. Um, I, for me, I love that it touched on like mental health and there were a lot of really beautiful things and um, the way that they presented that, you know, in such a cool way, um, you know, I think really delivered to a a lot of the audience, but there were some people that were just really not into it. Um, Thought it was well, like way overdone, overplayed. Um, And, you know, it was just like kind of another Batman film um, that tried to be too artsy. So I think that there were enough people that felt that way um, that I don't think personally that they'll win. Um, But, you know, again, what the hell do I know? Yeah. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of felt like when I was watching the film, like if I, I kind of, I, 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 I said to myself, you know, if this wasn't a DC or Marvel or any kind of, you know, related to uh, a, a superhero or anything, I would love this film. Maybe, you know, but I think that just. Norm like viewers when they when they see a movie they kind of you know they you, you get groups yeah you, you get groups yeah uh, we're gonna go see you know Captain America you right. know we're gonna go see then they go see that and they're like eh, yeah. where there might be a whole nother group that probably would have loved that film that probably would not go see a, a film related yeah. to I kind of felt that way. It's just my narrow thought. Exactly how I felt. You know, like I said, I love that it touched on the mental health issues, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, I, I know this story. I I heard this story, and it, I just associate it with Batman. And right. you know, that makes it a little more kitschy for me. It makes it hard to really delve into that psychological aspect and. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I love like DC and Marvel. I'm all about the superhero movies, but I know what I'm getting, I know what I'm getting when I go in there, Yeah, um, lots of action and, you know, a, a, a shallow storyline that gets me to the end, um, yeah. but I love banter and, you know, the cool stuff that comes along with it. But the Joker was, it was trying to be both and I, yeah, I, exactly. I what we're doing, but I don't yeah. know that if it was, I don't know if it was really my thing. You're, they definitely tried to do like a standalone, but at the same time tie it in to the overarching story because it was clear they're setting up a a Joker Batman movie with in this you know in this minor uh, you know little universe you know outside of it. I don't know. I don't know if it'll work or not, but I I mean it seems like uh it seems like Joaquin Phoenix is like a shoe in for the best actor. I mean you got to put up you got to put up twenty five hundred dollars or something though. <laughs> to to make any money here, you know, you got to wow. put up a lot of money. Yeah, no, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind that he will win for that. Not only is Hakeem Phoenix like brilliant, but he yeah. was exceptionally brilliant in this. And I think that the people, in order to be able to top the the 
actors prior to him that had played the, these roles, he had to reach that point. Yeah. Um, because the Joker is, I mean, obviously we had someone that passed away that won an Oscar for, for, um, Batman. Yeah. And it was he, a legendary role. You know, he, because mm-hmm. Heath Ledger really crushed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's, and sometimes during the movie, I felt like Joaquin Phoenix was just trying to channel that a little too much. He was trying to channel, it was rather than him playing the Joker, there were moments where he was playing Heath Ledger playing the Joker. But, but I will say as an actor, I don't know that there's any other way to go about that because what you're trying to do is like pay homage to the person that came before you to play that role. Um, but without, you know, trying to fill those shoes because you want to make it your own. So yeah. I think it would have done him a disservice had he not tried to do that because we all wanted to see it, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. he there's... couldn't come back to do it. So we kind of wanted to see what that would look like. So I think he had to do that in order to make it successful. And, and there's a there's a clip out where Jack, Nichol- uh, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Yeah. Jack Nicholson, um, after uh, Heath Ledger's death, they asked him about it, and he just had this little clip, and he says, I told him to, uh, I don't want to, not quote, quote, yeah, yeah. but along the lines, I told him to be careful. Yeah, because yeah. he took yeah. it home. Yeah, it's he, that says classic, he, he says that home. particular character is really heavy. He says, I told him to be careful. Yeah, and I... I'm sure somebody gave that same advice to Joaquin Phoenix during exactly. this process. But it, but it gives, like you said, it, it it gives credit. Obviously, Heath Ledger went to Jack Nicholson. Yeah, you know, you see what I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, and now, of course, Joaquin Phoenix can't. But for him to, you know, give some, you know, relation to the way that it was played before so well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. While we're on this, because, you know, minus 2,500, I mean, he's the favorite. He is the favorite, and it seems like everybody's saying that. Is that minus 2,500 to win 100? Yeah, you got to pay $2,500 to win $100. Uh, like, he's he's a shoe in That's yeah. exactly what Maria said. Yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, I looked down that list a little, and I see Leonardo DiCaprio at 20, a plus 2,000. Mm. You know, maybe, is there any chance, like... I mean, I, I've heard great things about Marriage Story, and Adam mm-hmm. Driver's really done some really cool stuff in that every every role is kind of different from everything else. And Antonio Banderas is always one of my favorites, even though I haven't seen Pain and Glory yet. Is there any chance that there's an upset here? I mean, truthfully, on this one, I don't think so. I think right. Leo is always amazing at whatever he does. Um, yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was a great movie and i think he was really incredible in it um he you know (laughs) the academy is notorious for not wanting to give leo any kind of nod or give him a win he had one a few years ago but i just don't think that this is the one um to do it as as much as i love tarantino i just i don't think that that collaboration was was the one for the oscar but that's just my personal opinion yeah but that's what i want is your opinion yeah. <laughs> so what about, flip it over to the, the, the best actress side. One of the movies that I didn't see this year that I really want to see is is Judy. Um, I'm kind of a sucker for Renee Zellweger. Yes. Although sometimes, okay. yeah, sometimes like some of the roles that she does, 
she might mail it in a little, but when she nails it, she really nails it. And mm-hmm. I, and I, and I, I just think that movie looks cool, you know, for lack of, you know, not to get complex or anything, but it just looks like a cool movie. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any thoughts on the best actress for this year? I mean, I have to say, like, anytime you do a biopic and you knock it out of the park, yeah. um, like, there's no there's no way you're not going to win. And I'm sorry to disappoint you, but, man, Renee Zellweger was incredible. It might be the best of her entire career. Yeah. And wow. Then, you know... You can't really argue that. And I've, I've liked Renee Zellweger. I mean, I loved her in Cabaret, or not Cabaret, uh, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, it's one of my favorite shows of all time, and it was one of my favorite performances from her. I mean, the singing and the dancing. And, and to be able to take on um, a biopic, I mean, you have to be like Meryl Streep level. Meryl is famous for doing stuff like that, just like stepping into the shoes of a real person. I mean, we all know Judy Garland, right? Like, she's yeah. Yeah. so in order to make her successful, you have to completely become that character. And I think Renee did that. I mean, she did that incredibly. So yeah. I don't think that there's any argument there. Yeah. Um, what about, what about I mean, supporting actor or supporting actress is, I mean, it almost seems like all of these have one clear favorite. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's, you yeah. know, in, in a lot of these categories where there's almost not even a discussion. Like there, it seems like everything's predetermined. You know, um, just looking at it here, like mm-hmm. I think yes, Brad Pitt won um, Best Supporting at the SAG Awards, and you know, <laughs> he was great. Well, he was, he was joking that he played himself or, you know, I did, uh, a little bit, you know, you know yeah. I, I, I kind of agree, but also he did it really well because I didn't see Brad Pitt, not that I know him personally, but I didn't see Brad Pitt. I, I saw the character. Um, but I, with that said, I will say that I think that Margot Robbie might take home best supporting actress. Um, she's not favored, but I also didn't see Marriage Story. I've heard Laura Dorn was amazing. She's also a legend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's got so much clout that if she if she knocks out a role, she's got to be like a, she's got to be the favorite. You know? Yeah, exactly. And you know, Margot is relatively new. Um, yeah. she came on the scene really big in uh, Wolf of Wall Street, and that was kind of her first thing. And I don't know if you saw that Tanya Harding biopic. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> They they made her and she kind of pulled a Charlize Theron in Monster where like she she's like this stunningly beautiful woman who isn't afraid to be ugly. And that's being an actress. And so, you know, uh, for her to like kind of flip this and she's playing a news reporter um, in Bombshell, like I just I think she's so versatile and I, I think there's a possibility she might take it home. I want to see Bombshell because I, I, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, a, a chunk of it was was filmed in DC and was and there's some scenes in, that are like set in DC and so I always like seeing how you know where we grew up is represented in cinema. Back now DC. <laughs> uh, the other movie, the other thing from that best supporting actress category is I'd like to see Jojo Rabbit, even though the concept of making a comedy with. Uh- with with Adolf Hitler in it is kind of weird to me. I still um, I, I like I like Scarlett Johansson, so I've always felt like she kind of she's just a great actress or a great actor. And she's super talented. Yeah, she. I mean, she is super talented. 
I, I will say I didn't see Jojo Rabbit, but I kind of like the idea of turning it into a musical, uh, not musical, a comedy. Yeah. Um, just because it, like, yes, the Holocaust was very sad, and it's obviously something we can never forget. Um, and it's, you know, we should celebrate the fact that it, it will never happen again, right? Because we're never going to let that happen. Um, but there's no reason, like, there was, there was, a time where people found happiness in such a dark environment, you know, people managed to uh, do their own plays and write and, you know, diary. I mean, look at Anne Frank, you know, there were happy times and there's no reason why we can't look at that. It's a part of history, right? What's the Italian movie that I love? Uh, uh, a beautiful life or a beautiful world or something. Yeah. Yeah. That was like yeah. that was just incredible and it's it's incredible that how how you know some some really amazing art has come out of one of you know some really ugly moments you know what i mean would, wouldn't bastards be considered a, yeah i guess inglorious bastards would be considered a comedy about, about you know that touches on the holocaust too nice. there yeah. were so many funny moments there were i mean look look at the soldiers that come from that time like the toughest dudes but you don't think that they joked around i mean it yes it is you know incredibly sad that that many people died and right. you know but but there were times of happiness there were times of positivity otherwise they wouldn't have gone through it yeah. there's no way to get through that without some sort of positivity so i think it's okay to celebrate that as long as it's done modestly and from what i hear it, it was yeah um, anything else that any other spots that we should be uh, looking at? Is there anything? I don't know. Best director, best anything, best score. I don't know. <laughs> um, the best. Oh, best director. Yes, Sam Mendes. I honestly think Boon uh, Boon Joon Ho is probably going to win for Parasite. But that's for Parasite. Just, yeah, that's um, that's my thought. Um, you know, I think everybody is assuming Sam Mendes will win just because 1917 was beautifully shot and he comes from a stage background. Yeah. Um, he does a great acceptance speech too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's a spot to pick it up, set. Put a little something on on uh, on, on, this, on Boon Joon Ho and see if we can't get five and a half to one on our money. Yeah. Uh well, you're awesome. I really appreciate you coming on and helping us make sure we're making good decisions. Yeah, definitely. Um, the only other one I want, and, and for the record, we got all our odds via Bovada. That's that's been our source for all the odds on on the Oscars. They have a really cool. Um, they have a couple prop bets at the bottom of their list, and one of them is like. Will Brad Pitt bring a date to the Oscars? And the other, the other one that's actually interesting to me is will brad pitt hug jennifer aniston on camera during the oscars there was all this talk about how they hung out outside of or you know after he accepted his award at the sag awards um is that a spot i should be gambling on i mean it's plus 500 that they hug they have a history together like yeah. you know like i'm not gonna lie that that part of me that loves friends and, you know, 90s. I, I follow an account on Instagram called 90s Anxiety, and they constantly post, like, all these cool grunge photos of all of our favorite stars from the 90s. And I can't help but think, you know, and pray that they get back together. I mean, nope, everybody wants to <laughs> Jennifer get back together. And Angelina Jolie, as much as I love her and think she's, like, the hottest thing to ever walk the planet – 
you know, she really ruins that marriage. So <laughs> I'm, I'm really gunning for them. And I hope to God they hug again. And I think especially if Brad wins Best Supporting, they'll she'll give him another hug. I think someday there might be a screenplay about about that, about that whole situation. <laughs> uh, it's a biopic, but not really. And it can be funny. And it can be a, a I, Tanya type of spin on the whole story of him, that that first relationship ending and him ending up, ending up with Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Maybe you'll play Angelina Jolie someday. Oh God, no! Let's pray. I pray. I play Jennifer. She doesn't age. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you're awesome, and thank you so much for your time and knowledge. And if we make a ton of money, I'll, I'll send you a little something. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Thanks so much, guys. All right. Bye bye. Bye. All right. So we're gonna take a quick little break. I'm gonna tell you about this really cool product that is out. That is kind of part of our Bet Your Ash family. It's called One Log Fire. What it is, it's a miniature single-use chiminaya, which I've never heard that term before. Chiminaya wood. Chiminaya is, it's, I'm assuming it has something to do with chimney. It has something to do with fire. Oh. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I got to look it up. Oh, it's the design of the wood. That's what the, the, the actual product is called a chiminaya. Right? Mm. Uh, it's perfect for camping. Small gatherings. If you're hanging out outside, bottle of wine with your with your significant other on the on a dock, maybe mm-hmm. on lakeside somewhere, mm-hmm. or to create some ambiance while you're enjoying a, your favorite cigar mm-hmm. on a cool evening. I mean, if you can imagine, if your beach possible, if this your beach is, possible, this is perfect for the beach. And if you get a date and you have a little bag. Bottle of wine, couple of glasses, it's over. you know, the, the blanket and everything, and and you know, women, you don't think that they're looking, but they're looking. Oh, they know and the like, details. What is he doing? Yeah. And you pull out the one log fire. Yeah, sit it down. Classy. Light it. Uh, you're you're in. You're yeah, in like Flint. There's I'm just telling be sand you. in some weird places. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you classy, go. It's a classy look. There you it, go. it has a burn time of about two hours, which is plenty of time to um, to to enjoy your favorite Toro or yeah. whatever you got in your humidor. Right? We got a mm. Toro. That's why I brought it up. Or if you with the lady, yeah, that's right. Get her done. So use <laughs> yeah, two hours. About right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. OneLogFire.com is where you go to order this product. Uh, use Bet Your Ash as the promo code, and you'll get 10% off your order. They'll ship it right to you. You'll be you'll be enjoying it by the weekend. We're back. We're in here. Um, that was cool, Maria. To, yeah. Cause I hope, absolutely hope we make some money. Hope yeah. we make some money. You notice what I about the the Oscars? Yeah. Is that the advantage pick is so humongous? Yeah. It's like twenty five to one. So that's twenty five hundred. So yeah, twenty five hundred to win a hundred. Yeah. Right. So twenty five yeah. to one in reverse. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. One to twenty five is what they would call that yeah. technically. So that's awesome if we're caked up, right? Mm-hmm. If we got a million dollars, we can you know throw around. Yeah. We can put it on one of these favorites and make enough for a night out on the town. Make a couple, yeah. you know, a couple yeah. tens of thousands. Yeah. But I don't have paper like that. Like I when in in situations like this where there's big favorites, mm-hmm. I look for those spots and I think her suggestion of best director of yeah. going with the guy who directed Parasite mm-hmm. like at plus 500, that's a spot and I might put a little something on that or plus 550 maybe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I might put a little something on that. Um 
And I think I might put a little something on, on Brad Pitt and, and Jennifer Aniston the hug for pl- at plus five hundred because that's a little that's a spot too. So those might be the two I play. Mm-hmm. The other thing going on this weekend, also in California, is the Pebble Beach Pro Am Golf Tournament. Okay, this is one of the fun ones because there's celebrities all over. You know, for the first three days, it's it's a wild place. But then come Sunday, it gets real serious, mm-hmm. and these golfers are trying to make it. It's a pretty big purse. It's a pretty big payout. Yeah. So I have uh, they were on this week. It starts, yeah. They started the the Lower part nights. three was yeah. yesterday or something, mm-hmm. and there's there's some events all week, but yeah. it's really it really gets rolling tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, or Thursday when this comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a guy named Brant Schnedeker. I think he's uh, he's consistently does well at this course, mm-hmm. all right, or at these courses because it's really uh, I think three courses that everybody plays. Each of them once um, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. and then Sunday they all play the same course, Pebble Beach. Um, but I like and, Branch Schneider. I'm put a little something on him too. And you know, um, uh, maybe with Kyle, I should ask this question. With but Casey, Casey, Kyle, Ky- Casey's like best friend is named Kyle. It's easy Kyle. to make that mistake. I always, right? call, yeah, Casey. I, and, and a lot of times I was like Kyle, Kyle, and, and yeah. I think he looked at he looks at me and says, "Oh, you know what? Just keep calling me Kyle." But, He's been getting it forever, I'm sure. But uh, you know, I, I should probably ask him because I was looking at the courts, right? Yeah, and I've never seen sand traps that look like deserts. Well, they're they right by trees. The they have trees and and, and and like cactuses and stuff in there. I'm like, that's the most unfair sand trap. <laughs> I mean, because uh, I forgot who it was who went in there and then he was under a tree in the sand trap and then had to, you know, punt. He got, you know, close to the hole, but I was like, wow. I was like, now that, you, you need some skill to it. It's supposed to be a punishment. Yeah. You know, it's supposed to be a punishment when you yeah. go in there. Um, so this is episode 66. 66. You know who wore 66? Who's the most famous athlete to wear 66s? Um, one thing I can come up with is the gas station, Philip Suskis. <laughs> Not a sports guy. Not a sports yeah. guy. Uh-huh. Mario Lemieux. Oh, Very famous uh, Pittsburgh Mario Penguin. Lemieux, yes. Right? Uh-huh. Uh, I think now he's part of the ownership of yeah. the Penguins because uh-huh. he was such a, a big part of their lore, I guess, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term. Um, the other guy to wear 66. You know, all the 60s are always linemen in the yeah, football. Yeah. Ray Nitschke. And I only know of him because I think there's an award named after him. I mean, that was really before my time. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But speaking of football, yes, the Super Bowl was last weekend. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for the spread. A lot of, <laughs> lot of good food. I had a good time here yeah, watching yeah. the game with you. Um, you know, I'm just going to take this opportunity to say, if you're listening to the Bet Your Ash podcast, you're making money because mm-hmm. we had that game. We we called it, said it was going to be the under. We said yep. it was going to be uh, it was going to be close, and in the mm-hmm. end, Kansas City was going to step up. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they'd be down ten and then win by eleven, yeah. <laughs> but wow. that was something. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the Gatorade wrong. Mm-hmm. It was orange. Have, it was orange, um, but did pretty well. Other than that. Yeah, and, and you know, and rightfully so. I mean, we both were born in a rate in an age where red Kool Aid was, you know, the the the, the, the all the raves. So, we were biased. You know, yeah, we, we were, were biased. biased. We went we're in like, make it red. Personal personal <laughs> desire to like to to for them to yeah. appeal to our nostalgia. You know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they both had red somewhere a, a form of red in their yeah. um in their uniforms. But if I would have thought about it. I would have said, you know, 
I wouldn't think red would work because it wouldn't create a clash to the actual uniforms. And orange is their other color for the Chiefs, right? Isn't orange yeah. their highlight? Like they do red and white with orange yeah. highlights, you I know? Think so. Yeah. so we could have gotten there if we had maybe yeah. talked it out further. Regardless, I had a little something on Patrick Mahomes as the MVP. I placed that one wager where any quarterback is the MVP. Mm-hmm. Hit on all those. I did very well. I did very well in the Super Bowl. In fact, I did so well that I'm no longer in the red. You know, <laughs> I no longer have. You don't have to lie to anybody looking for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got out of trouble with the Super Bowl. So nice. that nice. was great. I wish every day was the Super Bowl. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a fun game, man. It was it was a fun game to watch. It, it was. was a whole lot of yelling in this place. People yelling at each other. It was. It, it was, was. It was. I thought for a little while there, San Francisco was kind of pulling away, and I was like, you know, if any team's going to be able to come back, it's the Chiefs. They got that quick kind right. of firepower, but right. uh, the 49ers could could seal it. They were they were like there's a couple plays that had mm-hmm. they gone a different way. There was right. that long pass to Emmanuel Sanders that mm-hmm. was overthrown. Yep. Uh, you know that had that had that been that would have been a touchdown mm-hmm. or at least close close to a touchdown right. that would have sealed the game. The Kittle push off. Right. There was yeah. a couple stops that like there was a couple times that had the 49ers made a stop yeah. it would have been game over. Exactly. So they, and and exactly. they just the Chiefs just got it done. Like, and there was a couple of times too when they were up by ten that I think they could have ran clock. I mean let's okay there there were a couple of times they ended up three and out. Yeah. They, when they were up. They threw the ball at some times when they shouldn't have. Yeah, and if you're going to do that, then just go ahead and, and run. Yeah. At least put the clock on your side. Yeah. Now you don't have the clock on your side, and you don't have the score on your side. And, well, the offense is on is literally on your yeah. side. They're on your sideline, so they can't be scoring if they're on the sideline. And I hate to single out and place blame. Mm-hmm. But we saw the same thing happen when Atlanta had the big lead against the Patriots and Kyle Shanahan was their offensive coordinator. It's true. It is true. But now he wasn't the head coach. Like, he wasn't. You can't put all those decisions no, no, on no, no, him. No, no, but no. they were throwing the ball when they were up when they should have been running it. And yeah. it's the same thing that we just saw. And, I, you know, like I said, I, things change from the first quarter to the third and fourth quarter. I mean, yeah. there's... There's, uh, you know, they go in, they go in for halftime. They come out sometimes, and you don't even think it's the same. Sometimes in a game, you don't even think it's the same team you're playing. I mean, they've completely switched their game plan. So, yeah, I, I saw, I did see some run plays that were a lot less successful than they were in the beginning of the game. Yeah. So there probably needed to be some adaptation. Um, I, you know. I understand the explanation that uh, uh, Kyle gave, Shanahan gave, about the end of the uh, second quarter, about running off, you know, that two minutes or whatever. Yeah. Um, But I think the thing is, and I think I, I said this, that the key to the game is keeping the chief offense on the sideline as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, i.e. run the ball. Yeah, long guys. And score as much as possible, knowing that at some point there's going to be a surge. Yeah, they can get, they can put a couple together. Yeah. You know, I. And they did. <laughs> maybe two, you know, with two minutes on the, you know what I mean? Be a little bit more 
aggressive in those certain parts, you know. And you know, hey, we're yeah, we're coaching from the. And to be honest, had anybody told us or told uh, 49ers fans mm-hmm. that your team's going to be with six minutes to go, you're going to be up ten in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. like they they, they would have told them that before the season, they'd be pumped, exactly. right? We, exactly. When we did our preview, we both said. Like, hey, let's see Garoppolo stay healthy. Exactly. Let's see how this team, like, it's yeah, still relatively a new ensemble. I think we had ensemble. Seattle. I think I had Seattle. Yeah, uh, for coming from that division. Division, yeah. yeah. So, um, and, hey, man, there's a couple plays to go differently. Maybe Seattle is. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They had a good year, yeah. too. Um, and when we talked about the Chiefs, we talked about they had a good chance. They were, yeah. they were, They were set up to win. They had lots of talent, lots of weapons, and a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um so it was it was a fun fun football season. I'm sad it's over. I always am after the Super Bowl <laughs> because I like football. I might not be as good at gambling on it as I am with the NBA, which I've been doing very well on the last two weeks. Once again, I waited a few. You know, I waited. I didn't wait as long this year, but I waited and I watched the first half of the season before I started making any wagers. And I've had a good little run last last week and a half or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of the NBA, tomorrow. Today, when the pod, when the podcast comes out, it's today. But right at first, it's tomorrow. Is the trade deadline, and so I think we'll have uh, our NBA mm-hmm. guy Timmy Nebraska on next week. Mm-hmm. We'll do a little recap of the trade deadline and talk about how that might have affected the outcome of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know the All Star games right after that. Maybe he'll find us like a prop bet or something we can yeah. to make some money on the All Star game with. Um, I like talking to people on this podcast. Yeah. And Tyler has a question for you, so okay. let's let's get him on the line mm-hmm. and and let's let let's keep talking to people. That's All right, on. yeah. Hold on. What's up, dude? Hey guys, what's going on? Um, good to be on. Yeah, I've, I like it. Uh, I've been getting a few questions to the email, and I think this would be a good idea to to keep this rolling week after week. So, you know, any viewers out there with questions for us? ask at betyourash.com send them on in and uh, we'll get you get you some questions answered do it all right so so this week we got a question from tyler in billings montana Uh, (laughs) and he says i've heard you talk about colorado rappers Mm -hmm. and maduro rappers what exactly does that mean so um that's a good question you know the the two that you mentioned, let's just start with that. You know, uh, there's no, the rapper, I mean, the composition, we had a really good interview about four or five episodes back with Patrick Potter and he's a, a blender and he, it's an, if, if no one's listened to that episode, go back. that episode is an encyclopedia for cigar be- uh, beginners. I learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good conversation. Um, the, Composition of the cigar in basics. Uh, you have the filler, and then you have binder, and then you have wrapper. So to make it uh, uh, make it understandable, when you got the cigar in your hand, that leaf that you're actually feeling between your fingers, that is the wrapper. That is one of the last cigars or last uh, leaves that is that is put on the cigar, the outer leaf of the cigar. So the wrapper is actually grown uh, to be a wrapper. I mean, there's certain leaves that are meant to be binder, certain leaves that are uh, uh, planted and raised to be uh, fillers. But the wrapper 
is uh, usually the lajero, usually. Uh, the leaves at the top of the plant, uh, most flavor. And the majority of the flavor of the cigar comes from that outer leaf. So these are different strains of the tobacco plants. Correct. Okay, and and those different strains produce either a Corojo or a Colorado or a Maduro or a Connecticut or... Okay. That as well. Like, uh, yes, there's Connecticut... Connecticut shade, which is a lighter leaf, but it can be aged in a way that makes the uh, the Connecticut um, leaf turn dark. Oh, a darker color. So you can have a dark Connecticut. Right? So there's other there's other factors that come into the actual look of the leaf and the taste of the leaf, like aging, like Correct. how it's stored or, or cured or et cetera. Right. Um, but those are basically names of different strains of the tobacco plant. Correct. And so if because the wrapper is the outer leaf, it is the leaf that you actually see, and it accounts for the majority of the flavor of the cigar. And so how does how does the color correspond to the flavor? Um not necessarily um it doesn't necessarily have a direct correlation. It doesn't. Okay. Um, dark cigars doesn't necessarily mean it's a dark, full-bodied cigar. A light leaf usually means that it's a lighter cigar, but doesn't always mean that. Okay. Um, it's just the color of the leaf. Leaf. By the way, in the in, in the beginning of the question, you said Colorado leaf. Well, Colorado is a color. So whenever you see that on, let's just say the Casa Magna. You'll see Colorado on the band, and what it's 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 really saying that the color of the leaf is a Colorado leaf. It's not a specific strain. No. Okay. So that's usually uh, a different type, or like any of a couple types of leaf that is then colored to the Colorado color. The color. Hue. Yeah, yeah, hue. yeah. Okay. And, and there's really no standard in the cigar industry, so you get a lot of things. But the but the key is is that when they say a Habano, Arturo Fuente, Habano, blah, 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 or a Arturo Fuente, Rosado, or a Gran Habano, Corojo, um, when you hear that in the name, what they're talking about is the outer leaf of the cigar, which is the leaf that you see, and it's also amounts to the majority of the flavor of the cigar. Remember, the outer leaf yeah. is where the majority of the flavor comes from. So that's why, you know, you hear more about the outer leaf. It might have nine different leaves inside the cigar, but they always kind of reference the outer wrapper or leaf. Wow. Interesting. I learned a lot. Did he answer the question well? Yeah, I think so. Well, we'll we'll have to check with Tyler and Billings. Billings. Yeah, Um, Yeah, I'll give a ring. Let's do this often. Let's always do this. I like this question thing because I just learned stuff, you know, because because of a question to Neil. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And we'll keep that inbox open, um, you know, leave the lines open. So anyone out there, if you've got any cigar questions, even relating to cigars, humidor questions, stuff like that, send them on in. It's going to be ask, A-S-K, at betyourash.com. Very cool, man. Thank you very much, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys, sounds good. That was cool. Yep. 
That was cool. Uh, I like uh, I like the idea of having people call in like this. Like, yeah, questions we, from our listeners. I dig it. It involves. It includes. You know. It, it includes the community. Absolutely. Right. Uh, well, so what do you think of this uh, Mulberry Street cigar that we, I brought? It's it's uh it's, it's pretty good, man. Yeah, it's good. It's got a lot of flavor. Yeah. Got a lot of flavor. Yeah. Um, good burn, you know, not tunneling or anything. And yeah. Wrapper's durable. I had know. to relight mine once or twice. I did. I but did. Sometimes I, I start talking and I, yes. you know what I mean? That yeah. happens. Yeah. And I kind of appreciate that. I, I like when the cigar goes out and lets me finish what I got to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. And, then, and then I can just relight it when I'm ready. Like, I, I, I feel like it respects it respects what I'm talking about. <laughs> you exactly. And, you know, um, big love out to Mulberry Street Cigars. Yeah, I mean, very cool place. <laughs> the, the, the Everybody there was very nice to me when I was there. We were chatting a little bit. I'll, okay. I'll shoot them a little email, let them know yeah. that we smoked their cigar on the mm-hmm. podcast. Um, uh, nice story. If you're ever in New York, if you're ever in Manhattan, like, this mm-hmm. is the spot to go to buy a couple of cigars. And what's crazy is when you walk in, there's pictures everywhere of people that have come in to buy cigars there oh, wow. with the either the roller or the guy working it that day or mm-hmm. one of the proprietors. So just all kinds of celebrities, pictures on the oh, wall nice. that have gone in there to buy cigars. Mm-hmm. And it makes it, I don't know, it's just mm-hmm. kind of cool. It makes it feel special, you yeah, know, cool. walking in there. So if you're ever in Manhattan, stop by, stop by Mulberry Street Cigars. It is 140 Mulberry Street, New York, New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, mulberrystreetcigars.com. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to uh, order anything, you can order right on their website, and they'll, yeah. and they'll send everything out. Um, so thank you to them for, for rolling mm-hmm. a great cigar, and thank you for Tyler to, to coming on with the and, and with the question, mm-hmm. and uh, thank you to, to Maria for coming on and, and giving us some guidance for gambling on the Oscars. And thank you to One Lock Fire for being yeah, a part of the absolutely. family. And thank you to you for listening to the podcast. And you, Greg. Uh, uh, and for all of our... When I said you, I meant the listener. But yes, oh, I thought you, you were talking to me. No, thank you to you for being a part of the uh, podcast. <laughs> thank, you for, <laughs> thank you to you for being a part of your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what else? Well, we want to definitely uh, encourage... Uh, listeners to reach out to us. I mean, we're here. Yeah, we can help you if you got any questions with cigars. If you want to say something about a cigar that you've smoked, if you're having some problems with your humidor, uh, if you'd like for us to try a cigar or review yeah. a cigar, we could That'd definitely do that as well. And um, the uh, email question and answer is ask at that's a s k at betyourash.com that's right and then also we're on social media yes Facebook Twitter Instagram it's all at betyourashpod mm-hmm. so um, yeah I guess that's it live recorded from the uh, from the studio, <laughs> studio level, level. Of the Capital Cigars 919 East Colfax Denver Colorado um, this is Bet Your Ash this is a lot of fun talk to you next week 
Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arobay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de $25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita BoostMobile.com para detalles.